Hey everybody, I want to share something that happened in our office today and how it made me think, oh man, I need to talk about this in the group because this is really important um, in this time and also in this demographic. You know, in this group we're here to talk about um, clinical concepts, boil the complexity of clinical concepts down um, with working with kids and adults with traumatic brain injuries, behavioral learning socialization challenges. And in order to do that, yes, we need the clinical piece. Yes, we need the hierarchies of brain development. Yes, we need to be able to put all that stuff together. But as I say all of the time, if we can't know how to um, have procedures and um, appropriate communication to the decision makers, which are the, typically the caretakers or the parents, um, <laughs> you're never going to, the door's never going to open. You're never going to get one foot in the door to working with these families. And, you know, when we're talking about working with families with behavioral learning socialization challenges or neurodevelopmental disorders, we're talking about families who are really living, most likely more often than not, in chronic stress. They're living in chronic stress. They're more active in their brainstem. They're less active in their prefrontal cortex, in their whole brain. They're more reactive, less responsive. Um, we teach a lot about different strategies on how to, you know, set up your care plans, how to, you know, make your marketing material, how to actually have a form that looks appropriate to engaging with and communicating with a person in chronic stress. These are really important things. And the thing I wanted to share with you today is that this is this is actually a person that's in our focus program and it's an adult. You know, she was a chiropractic patient for a long time and then she ended up being in the focus program um, where we're doing neurodeflective retraining, visualization, and we are really seeing great results with her. But she is an individual who is in chronic stress, she is really reactive to this COVID situation right now. She's really scared. So she's already doesn't have a ton of adaptability. Um, she's already more vulnerable to stress because, and that's why she's in the focus program, right? She's making really great um, improvements. But then she's really afraid. She's really afraid of COVID. She's, can, she's, she's scared. And so because she's scared and she's living and she's more active in her brainstem, she's way more reactive with her environment. Now, this is a person that we've had a great relationship with for years and years and years, and she loves us. Literally, that patient that tells us she loves us, we love her. Well, she came in today to come to her appointment, and in our office right now, we are wearing masks. We are taking temperatures. We're doing the triage calls. Now, some of you may agree or disagree with that. We feel it's our obligation to create an environment that whether we understand or believe that the masks are doing all the things that some people think they are or not. That's not the question. The question here is, and the, and the point here is, we need to keep a safe environment where people feel safe. We're doing everything we can to create an environment that's inclusive. So we, and we have a mandate in our county, but we were doing this before anyways. Um, so we say, look, we don't force people to wear masks. We understand that some people are not going to. We work with tons of individuals with neurosensory challenges. That's what we do. Kids, most of those kids aren't wearing masks. But this person came in and she was in the parking lot and she was super reactive. She called um, to come in and she refused to come in. She wouldn't come in to the office 
and was started screaming at our front desk person, who she has a great relationship with, about how she's seen people coming in without masks, about how she is um, seeing that people are walking up to the door and putting their mask on right before they come in, as opposed to wearing them in the parking lot and then in, you know, in the office. And so she was really upset and she was really reactive. And so what we did is I was adjusting and then um, she was refusing to come in for an adjustment and for a focus appointment. And so the front desk quickly grabbed me. Dr. Hannah covered me. Our focus coach, Michaela, went out and was talking to her in the parking lot. I went out and was talking to her in the parking lot. And this is what we had to do. We had to understand that she was scared. She was pissed at us. She was pissed at the situation. She was yelling at us and she was saying, you know, you guys have to be leaders. I feel safer at, at the grocery store at Costco than I do here right now. And we were saying, listen, um, you know, we understand you. We had to, we had to connect with her. We could not be reactive ourselves. This is a woman who was in fight or flight. She's totally in fight or flight. And I understand why she was there. We had to connect with her. We had to listen to her, which we did. We listened to her. We said we were so sorry that she feels that way in our office. We're sorry for the situation. We didn't go right into making excuses. We didn't go right into explaining why we were doing what we were doing. We listened. We connected. We said very few words. And then we started to say, like, what we've tried to give her control. What could we do that would make you feel safe? Because we are, it is our top priority to make sure everybody feels safe and we're creating a safe environment practically and that everybody feels safe themselves. It's hard to, to manage that because there's people on both sides of this, we understand. We're just doing everything we can do with the information that we have. And we feel that we are taking those measures. But what can we do to make you feel safe? So we didn't make her feel wrong. We didn't make her feel like, we didn't go like, you know, we're so much, we're making, taking more precautions than everybody else, which we're taking precautions. We want people to feel safe and be safe and do our part. And um, that's not the point here. That's not what's up for debate. The, the, the part that I want to share is what we did, right, and why it's important to understand that she needed to be heard. She needed not to be told that she's being, you know, out of control or that she's wrong. She needed to be heard. We needed to listen to her. We needed to be calm. We needed to have a low tone voice. We needed to be say very few words. And then we needed to give her some prediction and some control. And we said, what can we do for you that would make you feel safer here? And she said, I want to come in the morning before anybody comes. Great. Let's do that. And then we, our focus coach said, I can do that on Wednesday mornings. And we said, great. And we can do that here. Is there anything else that we can do? And I was like, I'd really love to get you adjusted today. Can I adjust you outside? Can we do that? Let's get out of the car and let's walk together and let's go adjust you in the back parking lot with a chair. <laughs> and she was very grateful for that and she was happy. And we, the whole way there, she talked to me. I listened to her. I connected with her. I told her she was right. And if there were other things that come up that she would like us to consider, please give give us that information. Now, we didn't say we're going to do all of the things. We didn't say that other people that don't want us wearing masks are wrong. We didn't say that she was wrong. We've done this on the other side as well. We listened to her. We understand that she was in a place of brainstem, sympathetic dominance, fight or flight. The poor woman is scared. And so she's reactive. She looks mean. She looks nasty. She's attacking us. This is the person who loves us. And we love her. And so we want her to feel safe. So we had to give her connection. We had to give her very few words. We didn't have to be right. 
we needed to be able to, yes, eventually explain where we were coming from, and we, and, but we didn't have to lead with that. And the point here is that the world is in that place, and we need to be less reactive. We need to be more responsive. We need to be more understanding of the fact that people are in stress. People are scared, and on both sides of this, um, we need to hear them. We need to connect with them, and we need to say, like, what do we know and what makes the most sense for us and our family and our practices and our communities, and that's all you can do. And so that's what we've done, and the exact same thing goes for working with families with neurodevelopmental disorders. Look, if you see all this change with somebody and their kid, and they come in and they're like, oh, we're having the worst day ever. Oh my gosh, nothing is, nothing is good. Nothing has worked. We had a hard day. You cannot say to them, um, well, no. I mean, have you not seen all the change that Johnny's had? You need to go, let me connect with them. Let me listen to them. Let me lower my tone. And then let me give them some control and prediction. What would it be, um, what would you need to see to, to, to know if Johnny has, um, made improvement. Okay, great. That's a great thing. And then meet them where they are that day and circle back with that later. This same patient who was pissed off in our parking lot today and refused to come in and we handled it and we adjusted her in the back. An hour later, she called and asked if she could put a thousand dollars down in her account for prepay. <laughs> like that could have turned out really differently. Understand what happens when we have a brain in stress. Understand that people need us to connect, not make them wrong, not make us right, connect, create safety. It doesn't mean that you're giving in. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily change anything, but you need to connect. You need to create safety. You need to create connection. People need connection. People are scared. So that's the same thing that goes for a parent whose child is is deviating from what they what is typical trajectory, trajectory of development. They're scared. They're afraid for their for their child and for their family, and so we need to understand more. We don't necessarily need to do more or do anything different, although we teach you how to do some things differently, but this is really important. So I wanted to share that today. Hopefully that sparked a little bit of thought in some of you. I'm super looking forward to our level two coming up where we're going to have, I think, over about 60 of you guys coming in and getting certified, and then you can join in the monthly um programs that we have and be Brain Blossom affiliates and instant access in your office and all this fun stuff. And um, those of you who want in, hit me up because we've got some extra seats because we're doing a mixed virtual and live. Be well.